0: As we get started here today, I'm Tom Young, and I'm here for podcasts on AnchorFM.com called Money Shifts and the Family Money Farm Group. The folks that follow me that, that I, I spend every day trying to help find answers to their lives, to their solutions, and solutions to their future. i uh, going to have an interesting discussion today because I want to talk about the war that is going on in here between your ears, between your current lifestyle and future lifestyle. And it all revolves down to saving, how you save money, who told you to save it, uh, how they told you to save it. We're going to get into that today, and we're going to talk about personalities and the D-I-S-C, D-I-S-C, personalities and how we ourselves sometimes are our own worst enemy but as we start every program we start with prayers for everybody in the world this Wuhan virus that has come out of China and circled in the globe and touched every life in every corner of the world in some way or another we pray for all of those folks and especially now we add our prayers for Ukraine and Russia that somehow these people would find peace in their heart and some kind of compromising peace in their mind and stop the bloodshed. We pray for those who have lost loved ones in this whole quagmire that is going on and we pray especially for the loved ones who have been lost that the Lord would gather them into his arms and take them off to his kingdom of heaven In Jesus' name we pray. You know, it's interesting. As long as I have been doing this, we did the radio show yesterday, and and when I went into Facebook, (laughs) the the ability to go live did not exist where I was yesterday. However, it was recorded and broadcast on Facebook Live at WBVP-WMBA, the radio station. And I will put a link in the Family Money Farm group and on my Facebook so that you can actually catch that radio show yesterday. It was very interesting, to say the least, and the questions that Eddie Crow had for me, the host that that hosts the the radio show for me, uh, etc. I want to start today with a quote. These are quotes from a guy named Albert Schweitzer. Very smart guy. Very smart guy. A great secret of success is to go through life as a man who never gets used up. Interesting thought. The great secret is to go through life as a man who never gets used up. You know, we, we did that yesterday, and, and I had a couple of, of, of quotes that I used on the radio show. I'm going to share them with you again today uh, as we go on through this thing. Uh, but there was a book. You want to find this book. It's called Double Jeopardy by Len Renier. Uh, interesting guy. I've known Leonard 30-plus years. And, and uh, I want to start with, you know, talking about a day in my life. And I'm just, just going to read a couple of paragraphs. I work hard for money. At the end of the week, I receive a monetary coupon as the just payment for my work. This monetary coupon or dollar represents my value or worth for the service I provide. My problem begins with coupons that continue to lose monetary value, buying power, almost on a daily basis. This creates a serious retirement challenge for me in the future. So I end up working harder and longer in order to maintain my current lifestyle and plan for my financial future. Since the value of these coupons is something I don't control, it creates a lot of financial uncertainty and possible future financial risk. I am getting tired of being paid in coupons that continue to lose value. I'm starting to understand that the longer I hold and save this monetary coupon, the less value it has, and the band played on. You know, this is an example, and, and he's talking about, you know, the, the, the Titanic, and, and uh, what, what was going on about the, the iceberg and that underneath. And, and it's interesting, when you think of things in a different way, and, and, and let me come back and, and one more thing. Many of us share the fate of the captain of the ship, and this is about the Titanic. Had he been made aware that icebergs existed in the area of the ship, he would have prepared differently. If he had the knowledge and information beforehand, the outcome could have been avoided. Without this information, the choices and options of the captain were limited. As a result, we are all left standing at the ship's railing, watching the water rise, with only one option, and it's not a very good one. Man the lifeboats. If there are any circumstances, if there are any, circumstances have forced us into this decision under duress. Many of life's decisions are resolved in the same manner. There are a limited number of solutions simply because we are not aware of the existence of any others. When your options and knowledge are limited, outcomes are predictable and the band played on. These are some of the same dilemmas we face in our financial lives. You know, it, it's funny, as, as I look at this and, and we try to plan for what's going on, plan for our future. When I said it earlier, our current lifestyle is at war with our future lifestyle. And what I mean by that is about saving money Saving money, this concept called saving money has been around a long, long time. And there are many, many thoughts behind saving money. How to save money, where to save money, who to listen to, who to get advice from. And if we go back in time to when we were little and, and an experience I share in my life when I was growing up, I had two older brothers. One was eight years older than me, Denny. He's still alive today. Just turned 80. He'll be 81 this year. And my older brother, Harvey, who was a year and a half, two years older than Denny. So if he was still alive, he passed away a few years ago. So so anyway, I had two brothers. One eight years older, one nine years older than me. So growing up, who do you think I was with all the time? I was with my older brothers. So my adolescence, my childhood upbringing was different than somebody that had siblings that were similar age and had other people around. So so my early childhood was being around my brothers that were eight and nine years older than me. So in that thinking, looking forward and, and coming forward to today, the influence that they had on me changed my thinking. What I refer to, I like to refer to it as my atmosphere. You know, we, we all walk around in an atmosphere that we basically create. And, and I'm sure you would agree there are people that you meet sometimes in life, that their atmosphere just stinks. And, and you immediately realize you want to get away from them. They're not somebody you want to be around but this influence that we have in our lives. My father, I loved him dearly. There was love in my home. My mother and dad, when they died, they, they would have been married 53, 54 years. I've been married 53 years to the same woman and I'm grateful for her love and, and she is my best friend, my everything. Uh, but my dad had an eighth grade education and, and money was always an obstacle. All I remember growing up is my dad always worked. He worked in the mill and he had part-time jobs in addition to that to make money. There was never enough money. I remember my dad was a stickler at paying bills. So on payday, he, he would get his paycheck and he would pay the bills. And the biggest bill was the finance company in Ambridge. Uh, that was where he borrowed money to buy larger things. We never had new automobiles. We always had older cars. My dad worked on them and kept them running. I guess that's where I learned how to work on cars. But what I learned about saving back then was there wasn't any savings. There was, if you needed something, you went and borrowed the money. Therein lies an underlying problem that I had to deal with for a lot of years and maybe still today I'm challenged with it somewhat, but, but I'm much, much better at it today. But again, we are the product of the examples that we experienced when we were younger. So how money was thought of as we were growing up, and I remember I'm, when I got into my teens and, and, and I would stay away from home, On I knew what day payday was, the day my dad got paid at work, and I remember him coming home and many times he would throw three, four, five dollars on the kitchen table. And that was what my mother had to buy groceries with or needs for the household. And, and there was always an argument that ensued between my mother and father. And it was always about money. And, and in that argument, I found that after a while, I didn't want to be there on that day so I always made sure that I was not home at that time, because I didn't want to be around that argument that happened pretty much every payday. That was why my dad worked part-time jobs in addition to his full-time job at the mill in, in Ambridge. So so that was the underlying experiences that I had, and, and and so on. So my mother dad, they barely made a living, they barely survived, They loved us. I I, I don't say anything. There wasn't anything bad that happened that we hear about today in the news in my household. But but it was a struggle about money almost constantly. So my mother made up for it. We went fishing and did all kinds of things. I was very close to my mother when she eventually passed away. I, I was very heartbroken because she and I were very, very close. But all that being said... It really comes down to the examples that you and I experience. We need to make a decision. We need to find ways to overcome the programming that we've experienced, those examples, that's programming, that lead us to think the way we think today about money. So if if we have not found the discipline to save money, that simply means that psychologically, mentally, we are at war with ourself. I want it today versus saving so I can have it tomorrow. So that future lifestyle that we're hoping for and maybe thinking about, have we created the discipline today to save and have enough money That some future date at retirement, for example, we have saved enough money. How much money is that? I I don't know what that number is. And I don't think any financial planner in the world knows the answer to that. Because my approach is different than the financial planning world, even though I've taken all of their educational courses. I want to have the most money that I can have at that future date or future time in my life because there is no mathematical formula that will give me a finite number to know what that amount is gonna be. And the other side of that, well, how much interest do I have to earn on that money between now and then? I don't know. If I chase interest rates, remember my philosophy is different than the typical financial planning world. I believe in avoiding losses and not chasing interest rates. But I can create a macroeconomic rate of return on my money by learning how to use my money and keep it in motion in some way. You get the idea? So then the third question is, well, when will I get to retire? At what date? I don't know that date either. I had a gentleman in yesterday, been a client a long time, and that's what we're talking about. He's 59 and would like to retire. But I know looking at the numbers, and he has close to a million dollars in savings in his pension and IRAs and all these things. But if we plug in inflation over a period of time and he lives out to normal life expectancy, he'll most likely run out of money before he runs out of life. And then the fourth thing is, how much will I have to reduce my lifestyle if I really do retire? Because I really want to maintain my life. I want to be able to pay my bills. I want to maintain my lifestyle. Well, those answers, I can create them in 20 minutes with software that I have and you use with clients but I don't know whether it will work for you or not. So contact me. Get my book, The CFO Project, right there it is. Go to cfo-project.com, put in your name and email address, and you'll get an instant link, a download of my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project, and my newest book, Financial Mastery Coaching, The Blueprint, The Framework, the beginning of the framework of your future House, your future lifestyle, your future financial world, starts with a framing, a framework. All houses are framed in before they put on the roof. You know, so you got to get some things done. There's a foundation, Doug. How we think about money is that foundation that will determine the success of our framework. God bless you. I'll see you here again. I don't know whether Friday, I'm going to be traveling Friday through next Wednesday, but I will pop in using my cell phone to send some messages along the way. But God bless. We'll see you next time. Again, go to CFO-project.com right there. Put in your name and email address, get a link, download my book and my new book called The Family, The Financial Mastery Coaching, The Blueprint. God bless. See you next time.